Don't get overwhelmed trying to figure out how to minister to everybody on your team. Start with one. Hey, John, man, let's go grab a cup of coffee, pour into their lives, and you'll see a huge shift in culture in your church. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Loop Community Podcast, where we're passionate about providing you with quality and affordable resources to help your band sound great, but most of all, to help you sound like you. My name is Matt McCoy, and I'm here with my co-host, Derek. How's it going? Derek, good to see you. Yeah, you too. Uh, So, Matt, you've been a worship leader for a while. You've probably auditioned a lot of people and brought in a lot of worship leaders into your band do you have any experiences with that of it going south, going badly? <laughs> um, I can think of one time where I wish I would have um, made the audition process a little bit more thorough in that uh, probably about five years ago, well, probably longer than that, 10 years ago, I, adi- I auditioned someone who came in to play electric guitar. And he was like a really sweet kid, probably like you know, 16, 17 years old, auditioned on electric guitar, did a great job. I didn't ask him really any more questions. I should have asked him like, so how long have you been coming to the church? And like, yeah. are you in a small group or, you know, whatever. I don't really know anything. And I was like, all right, cool. This sounds, sounds great. You know, we need someone this next week. Do you want to come play? And I tell him to come on Sunday morning. He shows up. We do the rehearsal. You know, he sets up his guitar. He's got like a wireless guitar and uh, like a wireless guitar pack. And we play through the set and rehearsal and it was fine. Yeah. And then, you know, we have like an hour break between rehearsal and then the actual service starting and we come back out for the service to start and he had totally changed his look like (laughs) like you know he had walked in with jeans and a button-down shirt and then all of a sudden he come can't came back out with like like a punk rock look he had like spiked (laughs) his hair wearing like a chain like totally like a different look and i'm thinking well all right maybe he just changed his clothes or something yeah i did think it was a little strange but well, anyways, we start the set and everything's fine until all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see him like with his wireless guitar start walking out in front of the stage, <laughs> in front of everybody, like in the dead center, in front of the whole band. And we're like playing this like really fast song and he starts singing, like doing like these guitar kicks. <laughs> and I'm like horrified thinking, I can't believe this is happening right now. Like who is this person? Oh no. And that's an instance where for sure I wish I would have done a maybe more thorough audition yeah. process of like who are these people that we're letting into the team yeah for sure wow that is what jamie miley is trying to make sure it doesn't happen for bands right. uh, that's who we're interviewing today and he connects musicians with churches and pre-auditions them make sure they know what they're doing and not gonna suddenly yep. change clothes and make their own performance sure on your no, stage yeah no guitar kicks um, helps with last minute musicians and helping with temporary solutions for your church if you're missing someone or if someone leaves and he'll talk more about that in the interview so let's listen all 
All right. Well, Jamie, thanks for joining the Loop Community Podcast. It's good to have you here, man. Yes. Glad to be here, Matt. Dude, we go back how far? Eight years? Yeah, I want to say seven, eight years. I came down to Jacksonville. And uh, I was I was there for a city worship release. Yes, yeah, we uh, we did a church conference uh, for our um, Jacksonville, Florida network, and we uh, we brought you down to uh, talk about Loop Community and how it resources the local churches. Yep. So yeah, it was a fun trip. So it was. Let uh, let everybody listen in here just a little bit of background of who you are and like how you got started in in leading worship. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I'm married uh, to Crystal Miley, and uh, we have two great kids, Olivia, who is nine, and Cohen, who is seven. And um, I grew up in the church um, ever since I was old enough to put some clothes on, and (laughs) parents loaded us in the car, and we went to church. And uh, I would say my musical background kind of started when I was 14. Um, My youth pastor at the church I was at um, said, uh, Jamie, you should start learning guitar. And he started giving me lessons. And that transitioned right into the natural transition of the worship band. Yep. And uh, we did that throughout um, high school. And I was a part of a couple college ministries at the time and uh, went to a conference called Catalyst. And uh, that was in 2003. And it was there um, that I really felt like God placed on my heart kind of what what He had for, for me and my family. Yep. And uh, that night, He birthed Ascension Worship. So that was back in 2003, and Ascension officially yep. started in 2004. Yep. There's two things that, I, that stuck out to me in your story. One is how common it is that people start leading worship in youth group. Somebody, some youth pastor, some older worship leader said, hey, you should learn how to play guitar. And poured into you. And yes. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I think, I know that's how I got started. And I feel like I hear that story over and over and over. I love to hear those stories still happening. That's why I believe for our churches, the breeding ground is our youth. And, you know, a lot of times worship leaders and, and leaders, you know, you don't really look for that next person till they're in college. And, right. But man, just investing in the youth of today yep. ends up being you know, very influential leaders of tomorrow. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's it's something that is, that's definitely on our hearts all the time. Yep, and we, we need to be remembering that as we're all growing older, we need to then be that person who was Absolutely. that person for us, you know, to be like, hey, learn how to play guitar, let's, let's do this. The other thing that stood out too is you said, I went to Catalyst and it birthed this new vision and idea. And I feel like that also is something that I feel like happens all the time. You know, I went to a passion conference when I was young and it like ignited this like passion in me for worship. And I feel like that kind of story is also very common. Once Ascension birthed, man, I I took the team for the next 10 to 12 years. Every year we went to Catalyst as a team. So it was something very special to us for a while um, to kind of go back and kind of let God just continue to rekindle that fire, to continue to give vision to something He gave in 2003, which is important for all of our organizations and churches, is to be able to have that space to get outside of the day-in and day-out race and really get away with your team to really just pray, team build, and just vision cast for what the next year is going to bring. Right, exactly. So Cat- Catalyst was that for us for many years after. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is yeah. Ascension Worship? 
What is the idea yeah. that birthed for you? Yeah, Ascension Worship is, if I was just to sum it up, it's to be a resource for the local church. And in 2004, when we officially launched, um, it looks a little bit different than what it does today, but that's how everything goes. Yep. And the, the original tagline was to wake the sleeping giant. So what we wanted to do was to go into local churches. Now, this is back in 2004, where there wasn't a lot of worship nights happening. Today, they're almost every night of the week for every church. But um, we would go into a local church, and we would invite all the churches from the surrounding area to come for a night of worship, and it happened once a month. And man, Matt, it grew like wildfire, and it was birthed out of Jacksonville, Florida. And what we really saw was the church as a whole really unifying through worship. I mean, just from the tech team that came with us to the band, we would have just in our group 15 to 20 churches represented before the first person would come that night. So it was just this very unifying thing that happened in Jacksonville, Florida and the surrounding area. And we ran with that for, man, we, the events finally stopped in 2013. But what was really awesome was in 2010, through all these years, we would always get pastors and worship leaders coming to us and say, man, Ascension, Jamie, man, we really need that next worship leader. Or man, do you know a drummer or somebody that could come help us out? And what we started seeing was kind of God birthing this thing that is today called the Ascension Network. And that's where we help pair musicians with local churches. So in 2010, we launched the network, and the network is not designed to replace volunteers. Ascension's biggest heart is to train volunteers and get them to a place that they can be used at their local church. So we'll never send a musician if a volunteer is available at that church. We want to be the last minute, oh my goodness, it's Saturday night, drummer just canceled, Either we do an acoustic set that nobody's ready for, or we contact Ascension and they source a drummer to us on Sunday morning. Wow. This is, all right, this is very interesting. So let me pause you there. First of all, so you guys started as an event, as a worship night, right? We did. And then now you guys are doing, you're placing musicians, placing volunteers in churches? Absolutely. So Ascension really operates in today in the three areas, worship, publishing, and resources. So worship, we still do uh, nights of worship, youth camps, um, conferences, whether the church needs full production or just a band or both. We provide all of that. The publishing side is we're a publisher. We've been a publisher since 2012. We produce our own music and we produce something that's called the City Worship Project, which I'll share later with you. And then the third thing is the resources, and that's the musician network. Okay, tell us about that. How does that work? (laughs) Yeah, so um, the Ascension Network is in 16 cities, 16 metropolitan areas, and um, we have churches that become member of Ascension. And what that allows is any time that you need a musician, a worship leader, um, last minute, or it's something that we can plan for that's coming up, then we basically pair you with a musician that fits best for your local church. It's a temporary solution. We're not placing, uh, we're not a permanent solution for churches. Right, gotcha. And then how do you find these musicians? So let's just say someone listening to this podcast is a guitar guitar player and wants to help a church out. Absolutely. They would go to ascensionworship.com and they would go to become a member and there's a church sign up and there's a musician sign up. 
Okay. And like I said, we're in 16 cities right now. We launch about five to six cities a year. Wow. Um, so if you're listening and you're a part of a church that needs musicians, then we would ask you to go to our Contact Us page and let us know, and we'll see what we can do to start a network in your city that would help pair those musicians. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I feel like there's so many churches that need help. Like there's, you know, we don't have a bass player this weekend. What are we going to do? Yes, and what it what it does, Matt, is it it's a familiar resource for churches. That's why they like using the network. We audition every musician that comes into the network. Not only do we audition them, but we actually contact their home church to get the home church blessing for us to use that musician in the network when they're not being used at their home church. So we have a lot of things in place that does not pull musicians from their home churches to help other churches. It's a very vetted system. So when a, a worship pastor knows that they're not going to get the Craigslist ad or the my brother knows a guitar player who can come fill in, they right. know when they reach out to Ascension that we've auditioned them, we know their story, and, and we know their level of ability to make sure it pairs up with that home church. Wow. And then do you guys manage all the scheduling of all these volunteers? We do. We do. So we um, we schedule everything that happens, all the music. I think one of the really cool things I just want to hit on for the network is we have a lot of worship leaders that maybe at their level of church, maybe it's a, let's just say an A or B musician, is the quality of talent needed to play on their main stage. Well, what happens with a lot of these churches is they don't have outlets for musicians that aren't quite good enough to play on the main stage. Right. So what happens is you've got this vacuum. Um, there's no place for the musician to get better. And as you know, as a musician, Matt, if you're not playing, there's this itch inside of you that, that wants to give back your talents to your home church. So what we've actually seen is worship leaders are seeing value in getting some of their musicians that might not be at the at the level that they need them at right. plugged into the network, and we're able to see these guys really grow through uh, six months, eight months to a year, because naturally we source all styles, um, all levels of churches. So what might not be, you know, the best position for someone at their home church comes across as an amazing musician at another church where maybe that talent level isn't as high as that home church. Right. And what happens because of consistency and that, that musician playing a lot, he gets better. And before you know it, that musician is actually valuable for his home church. So it's a it's an awesome like loop around that ends up happening, and we love to hear the stories. Yeah, and we have plenty of them. It's awesome. What an awesome idea, and what a great resource for churches who yeah who are struggling to find people. And so you probably talk to a lot of worship leaders, and probably even a lot of band members. What would you say is one of the like biggest struggles worship guys have in building a team at their church at their local church? Like what? What are some of the big obstacles that these guys are facing? Yeah, well, obviously kind of getting musicians plugged in. I would say if I was to kind of categorize the importance of creating this space for churches, for worship leaders, like a culture, is systems in place. The biggest disconnect is not having certain things in place where musicians feel like there's places for them to get better, there's um, resources. 
So the biggest thing that I always tell worship pastors is, look, get a system in place, whether, and here's some, here's some great systems, just to name a few. Planning center. Right. Planning center is huge. If a worship pastor is not using planning center, oh my goodness, <laughs> you're make- going to, you're going to find 15 hours a week back into your schedule. Right. Yeah. You know, and they're making their life uh, very difficult right now. If you're not using it. <laughs> very much. Um, another thing is uh, worship artistry. Right. Worship artistry is great for um, worship bands. Um, yep. That's worshipartistry.com, right? Worshipartistry.com. And what that is, is tutorial based for, man, some of the most popular songs we're singing today. Um, I think they've got keyboard, drums, bass, acoustic, lead guitar, rhythm guitar. But what it does is by having these things in place, you're able to give the tools to these musicians to A, make them feel like they can come prepared. And it expedites our rehearsal times. Um, Amen. And look, hey man, if we can if we can get in and out with our rehearsals and that drummer who has married with three kids at home and man, he is coming home 30 minutes to an hour earlier than normal, guess who's winning? Everybody's winning. Yeah, that's a huge and deal. Yes, time management for our volunteers are the most important thing, but usually overlooked in most of our organizations. So systems in place is huge. We even promote bouncing down practice tracks. Yep. And getting your band on click and cue. Yep. Obviously, Loop Community is a huge resource for all of our churches and one of the main ones that we push from as our resources that we provide. That's awesome. Um, so, and your latest prime um, on desktop and the rela- releases you're doing, man, is is really yeah. benefiting the local church. So, thank you for that. Thanks, man. I'll send you yeah. your your twenty dollars in the mail <laughs> after this interview. You did well um, on that. Um, but <laughs> no, man, that is know, good though. You do have to provide your guys with resources to help them get better. Yep. I think that's kind of part of being a worship leader is leading your bands in that way. You know, helping them yep. get better at their craft. Looptimus is the best USB MIDI foot controller for live performance. Designed for musicians who want hands-free control of their music software and hardware, Looptimus is plug-and-play and works seamlessly with Ableton Live, MainStage, Logic, or any other MIDI-capable application. Send MIDI notes to control music software or send program changes to select presets on guitar pedals and keyboards. Looptimus is the ultimate foot controller for live performance. Now available at looptimus.com. And I think, um, you know, obviously confidence is the, is the greatest motivator. So when you've got musicians that are working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and they just don't have that extra time to really rehearse, having these resources that they can go and see these parts, it's a time saver for them. And they're going to come very confident when they come play on a Sunday morning. Right. So confidence is a huge motivator for our teams. And the other thing is excellence. So what's excellence for, for me and you that might be employed at a church full time Excellence looks different to our drummer and, and keyboard player that does have a 40, 50 hour week, you know, so we want them to feel like when they come on a Sunday morning that they're giving their very best. And the way to make sure that happens is we've got to have the resources and systems in place right. to make sure that it accomplishes right. their very best on Sunday. 
Which is a win for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'd be curious to hear from you too, just what you think about uh, worship culture, you know, building like a good culture on a worship team. Like I'm sure you've seen some guys do it really well. And you've probably seen some that are like a little like, oh, that needs some work. I mean, I would think that culture is really important for a worship team. But what are some ways that you think worship leaders could create culture to begin to kind of do that? So we've talked about resources, but are there other ways that you could create a good worship culture with your team? Yeah, so culture is is very and very important for the overall health and growth of of any any ministry. A couple ways that I would probably say would be create an atmosphere, an outlet for people to play. That is probably one of the biggest things, and that's what we kind of talked about earlier. Is if there's not an outlet for your musicians, your volunteers to grow to get better, if you only have one spot for that. I would encourage you to either open up a open mic or a night of worship or whatever that allows these guys and this talent to be birthed because there is, there's no greater culture and atmosphere that you can create where people want to be involved. Yeah. If you have involvement, your ministry will flourish. Yeah. So I would say probably the most important thing for team culture is to create an atmosphere. If there's not an outlet for people to plug into, create one. Yep. Because the more involvement and the more more people are excited to get plugged into your local church, your ministry and your organization will grow hands down. Right. And there's so many ways to do that. Like you could ha- have them come in lead worship for the staff meeting or have lead worship for the kids ministry or the youth ministry or a worship night like you said. Absolutely. And I I love to to tell uh worship pastors is look, the best way to get involvement is if there's not live music happening in your kids' worship, start it. Yep. If there's not live worship in your youth, start it. And the best thing to kind of keep that whole pride thing down is put a rotation. Yeah. So whoever's singing on main stage, guess what? Once a month, you're going to get rotated to all, all venues of our local church. And what that does is it breaks down um, pride. It breaks down, you know, oh, I'm Levels I'm of hierarchy. Good. Yes, you know, and it, it creates this level, this team approach that, hey, whatever it takes, the whole church is going to grow through this time. Creating an atmosphere, team environment is crucial, and that's a great way to create team environment is a good rotation. The other thing would be uh, build relationships off the stage. For full-time worship leaders, there's no reason why in today's world, in, in what you have to prepare. And if you have problems with that, then, man, let, let's talk about just time management. Right. Um, because there's a lot of things you can put into place that will expedite your time to where you can actually invest in your team members. Right. If you want to create a culture of worship in your church, start with one person at a time. Andy Stanley says... Do for one what you wish you could do for all. Look, don't get overwhelmed trying to figure out how to minister to everybody on your team. Start with one. Start with a coffee. Hey, John, man, let's go grab a cup of coffee. What's What works good for you this week? Man, pour into their lives and you'll see a huge shift in culture in your church. Wow, that's amazing. That's so good. Gosh, you got me thinking about all sorts of things there. <laughs> I love the idea, though, about the um, rotating everybody. Yeah. You know, like get everybody in every ministry in the church, you know, like yep. rotate worship leaders through the kids ministry, the youth ministry. It's really cool. 
I, I kind of look it back at the, um, you know, when, when we grew up, you know, a worship pastor was really somebody that really invested into the team. A, a lot of times right now we have just a lot of worship leaders. So I think it's a charge for, for all of us that are leading, leading a worship team. Whether you're labeled the worship leader or you're labeled the worship pastor, we don't have to have a label to be able to do what we feel called to do. Right. So God wants to expand our influence to our team members, not just our platform. So that that sometimes means, man, a lot of the work that we have to do is kind of off that stage, you know, which is a lot of times not really seen. It's uh-huh. the stuff that goes unforeseen that, you know, maybe right. we don't get the credit for. Right. But I tell you, man, investing in your volunteers is probably one of the greatest things that you can do. And and investing does not mean paying your your volunteers right. monetary um, on a Sunday or whatever. Investing is, man, just hearing their story and, yep. you know, growing spiritually with, with your volunteers is, is, is huge. Yeah, spending time with them, pastoring them. It makes a big difference. All right. You guys are doing all sorts of stuff. So you've got Ascension Worship has events. Ascension Worship has the the network for, you know, helping build these teams and getting musicians plugged in at churches. And then you guys have music. Yep. Tell us about the publishing and music side. Yeah. So um, we've got four staff writers that are on staff with us. Andrew Cunningham, myself, Jonathan Scott, and Brittany and Colby. And they're out of um, California. That's and awesome. um, the other writers are out of Jacksonville's uh, network. But what's really cool, back in 2014, we launched what's called today the City Worship Project. And that is songs from the church to the church. Now, artists from all over the country, and it, actually all over the world, we have a lot of submissions coming from Europe and a lot of other places, but primarily in the United States, but artists will submit a song to ascensionworship.com, and off of that submission, we have a team that will listen to the songs that we think will be the best for the local church. And we take those songs, we bring them into our publishing company, and then we produce a full song in the studio with tracks, multi-tracks, powered by Loop Community, yep. uh, charts, and uh, tutorials of how to play the song. And once a month, a new song goes out to all of our uh, network of members across the across the world. And you give them free. all the resources they need for free. For free. For the first for the first thirty days, wow. all the resources are free. So when you look at the the membership, so you don't have to really get anything or be a part of anything. Anyone can become a member. It's completely free. What you get is a new song every month with its resources. Wow. That's awesome. So it's um it's awesome. We love, you know, seeing a worship leader from, you know, Chicago, whatever, that's a part of 80 to 90 member church that's a great songwriter and submits his song that he really feels like God birthed in his heart. And to see that song get produced in the studio at no charge to him. And then to have it go out into our network and and be sung in all of our network churches. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's an awesome story. We love to see those worship leaders really see their songs. As a songwriter, there's nothing greater. I mean, the iTunes, the, that little fleeting moment that you might sell a hundred on iTunes or a thousand, you know, but as a songwriter, our heart is really that God would use that song that he birthed 
to be sung in other local churches and to have that impact that you have when you wrote it. Yeah. So to be able to give that platform to our, you know, worship leaders or songwriters, it, it it's it's awesome. That's pretty cool. So man. creating songs from the church to the church. Wow. What so, else are you guys doing? Are you guys building churches? <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> no, we don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> so Wow. Um, you guys are doing everything. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So we, we love to provide uh, resources, yep. and that's what we really feel called to. And if it's something, if, if we have a local church that we work with via musicians and they need something else that we don't provide, we love partnering with other organizations that provide that resource. So Ascension doesn't always have to have its name on it. Right. I know you know that, Matt, through all the years that we've worked on it. Our biggest thing is that we meet the needs of our local churches we work with. Yeah, and you guys are definitely doing that. I've always, yeah, I love thank you. just like hanging out with you guys and I've always enjoyed our time together and just the genuineness and authenticity of like really, yeah, not trying to make a name for yourself, not trying to, you know, build some massive company or something, but just like wanting to help the church. Like everything you're saying, I have definitely witnessed as being true. And I think that's, it's awesome what you guys are doing. So if people wanted to get involved with Ascension Worship, what, what should they do? Um, go to ascensionworship.com. Um, everything um, is there, whether you want to submit a song um, or you want to sign up to be a, a musician, or if you're a local church in wherever and you need musicians, go to our website, submit your contact, and we would love to to help you out in any way. It might not be something that we can start the network in your area, or it might. There's There's been plenty of times where churches have reached out to us and we're able to get a network started in that local uh, local city. So no matter what, just find us on, um, on Instagram, Ascension Worship. We've got obviously Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we'd love to connect in, in any way. That's great, man. Thanks for joining us. You bet, man. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yep. Hopefully we'll get to hang out soon. Sounds good. Over a meal. Barbecue. Yes. (laughs) This is Community Talk. All right. So how about that interview with Jamie? That was great. It's good stuff, man. I First time I met them, I went down to Florida and hung out with them in St. Augustine for a couple days. Hmm. And it was just so good. Like, they're like such a great crew and... I've enjoyed just like even talking with Jamie on the phone every once in a while about just worship stuff and business stuff, and he has a lot of knowledge. So anything in that interview stick out to you? Yeah, uh, we mentioned this before the interview a little bit, but I really liked how he talked about providing churches with musicians. Um, If you're missing a musician, it's not a permanent solution, but he has a network in a lot of different cities across the country where if you find out someone's going to be gone for a few weeks or sick that week, his team can connect you with a musician in your area that's already pre-auditioned. You don't have to worry about. Um, and they have kind of seemed like levels of musicians that they can connect you with to make sure they know what they're doing. And right. that just seems so helpful. There are lots of times where when leading worship, you're missing someone or someone yeah. can't come in and to have that as an option seems right. awesome. Yeah, I remember Patrick, even in our last podcast, was mm-hmm. saying like when he first came to town in Chicago, I mean, he was texting me and he's like, dude, I need a drummer this weekend. Like, right. do you know anybody? Right. And uh, I do think it's really cool that Jamie is trying to connect musicians in cities from all churches. Yeah. A lot of times it's like these cities, like the worship leaders don't even know each other. Like there's no like community. Right. There's no, and, and all the different musicians that are playing at all these churches like aren't connected to each other in any way. Mm-hmm. And I think it is really cool that Jamie is like working to really like build community amongst the churches so that they're not all out on their own, but it's like, hey, yeah. 
you know, the worship leaders in these cities should be talking to each other and getting ideas from each other. And um, so I think that's a really cool thing they're doing mm -hmm. in so many cities. Yeah. And he talks about how they make sure with the church that the musician is coming from, that it's not like they're weak to serve there, which is nice. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. They're not pulling, right. they're not stealing musicians. You're not all music. of a sudden losing a musician because yours is signed up for this. Right. And it's a nice way, he said, to allow musicians who may not be at the level at their own church right. um, yet, but are still a good musician and still yep. have skill and experience um, for them to get more experience and to be playing. Because he talks about when you're not playing, then it's just hard to keep getting better. Um, totally. And so it helps you play every week. And then he talked about having an outlet for your musicians at your church, even if they're not the musicians on stage, right. they want to be creating an outlet if there isn't one, whether that's kids ministry or um, during the staff meetings or something like that. Yep. I think that's really good. There's always some place to put. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing with auditions. Like you have so many people you're auditioning and maybe, yeah, maybe they're not a good fit for the Sunday morning uh, worship service, but right. there's gotta be some other place that you could fit them in, you yeah. know, either music musically or maybe even something totally different, like running pro presenter or mm -hmm. there's ways to get people involved. And I think it's so important to yeah. do that. And I just love that that's what Ascension Worship is trying to do is just get people involved, sure. get people in community with each other. And um, I know too, like, man, if I moved to a whole new city and I didn't know like what church to go to or like, I feel like this right. would be such a great way to like just get introduced yeah. to the worship community in that city. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm a guitar player. Like, are there any churches that need help that I could help at? And right. So, find where you're needed and yeah. find where you fit in and yeah. Yeah, pick that as your church. See, so the other awesome. really cool thing that Ascension's doing is they, you know, do their own music. Yes. Every month, you know, recording their own music and then providing churches with the resources, so the yeah. tracks, chord charts. And uh, I think that's pretty cool too because you're getting, you know, you're hearing songs that are being written in all these different churches. Right. So. Yeah, he talked about giving people an opportunity to write and yeah. then also providing that for churches um, so it just helps everybody, builds community, builds a team. And yeah, that's a great resource for sure. Yep. And if you need a punk rocker, yes, just go ahead and just request that from Jamie. He will uh, send him right over. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they should request that from me. I don't know. Maybe. But hey, if you guys are interested, uh, check out ascensionworship.com. But until then, see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Loop Community Podcast. You haven't subscribed yet? Come on, it's free. <laughs>